0: The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we talked to Tyler Starkey, a seminarian with the Diocese of Nashville.
1: It was truly a Holy Spirit moment that got me to go to a Catholic church for the first time.
0: He gives us his vocation story. What was it like growing up as a convert and coming here to the diocese?
1: For me, it's always realizing that I'm never in this alone. No matter what part I'm going through, no matter what uh, part of my life, no matter what my my, vocation is, God is there with me. And that's
0: the one thing to remember. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, next.
2: This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill School, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com Or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you, who wanna learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times.
0: Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. We're the show for young adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. My name is Zach Jansen. We're joined by Father Gervon, giving us lots of great insight. Uh, this week we have a, a seminarian with the Diocese of Nashville, uh, Mr. Tyler Starkey. So thank you for being on the show, Tyler. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, well, it's been great talking with you, and I just and learned a lot about your life. Uh, tell us a little about uh, where you're from. You're from East Tennessee, right?
1: Correct. Uh, actually, from a, a little town most people know, uh, Gatlinburg, oh up God. in the Smoky Mountains.
0: <laughs> Father Jovan's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's a lovely place. So originally from there, born and raised.
0: Well, um, how far along are you uh, in your seminarian journey?
1: So I'm going into First Theology, yeah. uh, which uh, for most uh, for most of us, it's about a little past the halfway mark of the priestly journey. So there's the first four years of your philosophy degree and then the last four years of your theology degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's in so, the grad study. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very long uh, graduate
0: degree. Amen. So you mentioned you're at ceremony of... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Seminary, <laughs> sem- sorry, sem- sorry seminary. He's word. in a lot of ceremonies. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cer- ceremonial gift.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you were mentioning you're at se- seminary uh, in, in New Orleans. There yeah. is it Notre Dame. Tell us what the situation is like there. I guess you said you're going back home tomorrow. What, yeah. what has that been like for you the past few weeks? Well, it was really,
1: uh, it was really difficult. So we had, of course, Hurricane Ida that swung in. Yeah. Uh, last week where it, it did a lot of damage to Louisiana, it did a lot of damage to New Orleans, uh, a lot of people still without power, a lot of flooding. Uh, it was a rather tremendous storm, but myself and about 60, 70 other seminarians got kind of weathered through the storm in the building, and uh, we came home only after the storm was over. Hmm. Uh, we weren't sure how long we'd be without power, but luckily the people in the city have worked very Hard. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have come into New Orleans to help get power back to the city, and as of right now, they've got uh, power to most of New Orleans. So we're heading back to mm-hmm. resume our formation and resume our studies there.
0: Uh, it's sad to read. I was mentioning the Tennessee Register earlier, but just seeing the stories that they're telling of the millions without power, and even how it affected us. Was it St. Patrick's and McEwen? Is that where where, yep. where things were affected?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but just, just seeing the the acts of charity. Did, were you were you present at all just seeing how how people came to lend a hand for for more than yourself but to think of the people suffering did you see the community come together
1: oh absolutely so the first day we had to clean up just kind of around our campus but also around various areas around the seminary all the seminarians came out you know work boots work gloves and worked for several hours cleaning out ditches and getting tree branches and moving them out of, out of the way, clearing off the roads that were around us. Uh, there were several areas that were kind of dangerous because they had downed power lines mm-hmm. or down power poles uh, just in various uh, areas, kind of in our section. Uh, just seeing the people that were out, most everyone else kind of evacuated the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very dangerous storm coming, so most of them got out, but the people that were there, it was great seeing those people working together Several of our seminarians are in other places, other dioceses, like Diocese of Thibodeau, mm-hmm. uh, which got hit very hard by the hurricane. So we still had some men who are in the area still working every day, delivering food, delivering water. The, even the rector of the seminary, the archbishop, uh, they're out there delivering food on seminary property every day.
0: The stories that you're telling kind of, kind of remind me what we're talking about in our last episode, as far as just mostly healthcare is what we mentioned between here, the difference between here and, and South America, mm-hmm. just kind of how we don't really know how good we have it or we don't know how, how good something is until it's gone. Mm-hmm. When you're in, in South America, you mentioned how hard it is to even have a CT scan, but I kind of see the parallels. We, we don't know how good we have it here until it's all slipped under our feet. I don't what, yeah. what, what can you speak about that, Father, but just how lucky we are and p- privileged to even be able to wake up to have a roof over our heads yeah, um, to go to mass. And yeah, that daily yeah, daily iteration. yeah. There
3: are so many blessings that we. You know, sometimes people are like don't count your blessings. Yeah, do count your blessings because it's it's completely different from here. It's mm-hmm. So many other parts of the country mm-hmm. where, you know, here yes you can go to any mass anytime, and so many Christians are persecuted if they are they know that you're a Christian. Remember a couple of years ago there was this guy he, one of the Middle East countries, and he was baptized in the Easter Vigil, by like. Nobody could, you know, there was no pictures, no anything. Because if people from his co- home country would know that he became uh, a Catholic, they would kill his whole family. Mm. Oh my so yeah, so it's like so like really. I mean, we with 2020. Yeah, that is a true reality. Many parts of our of our
0: world. Mm, we don't know how lucky we have it. And uh, uh Tyler, he- hearing your story as well is is amazing. Hearing kinda uh, kinda of, kind of your vocation story. I know that's the first thing that everybody asks you is how long how long or, or how far along you are in the process. But how you, long, you long
3: you? until you will be a priest <laughs> you can hear my <laughs> confession. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But <laughs> I
1: need a new priest to go to.
0: <laughs> but it's amazing here. Can you tell us about where you were? You mentioned you had spent four years in the in the diocese of Knoxville. Uh, what were those mm. years like for you then? then you it,
3: found Jesus Christ, and then you came, <laughs> came to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the light. Habership sticker. Yeah. Don't think
1: he listened to us, but <laughs> just in case you do, we can cut this part out, right?
0: Um, <laughs> and the years after that too. You mentioned you were doing ministry.
1: Yeah, so, so. I'm a convert to the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I converted to the faith um, 2010.
0: Oh, really? pretty it's, recently.
1: It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a day or two. Let me think. Yeah, uh, 2010 is when, I, is Easter of 2010 is when I, I received my sacraments. Um, before then, you know, I was raised Protestant. So my mom was Methodist, dad was Baptist. Um, we That's an interesting ch- mix. Yeah, it, it it was kind of strange. So we went to just a really quiet country Methodist mm-hmm. church, about 30 people every Sunday. Very small place, basically Baptist. We were just raised as good little Protestant children, but... One by one, we all just kind of stopped going to church, sort of lived our own lives. I uh, fell away from the faith when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, 16. Like most 16-year-olds, I thought I knew everything.
3: Absolutely.
1: And, uh, <laughs> you know, I would, but, but you know, I really did. And
3: so, <laughs> I have no doubt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just for so the record, I have no doubt. Yeah, thanks, Father. I appreciate that. You're uh, welcome. hurts a little. No, so I, I fell away from the faith. I kind of tried to find my own path through life like most you know angsty teenagers are and and do and i i dabbled in various different things so i went to like eastern religions looked at other like religions of the book so like islam and judaism even dabbled in the occult for a while Hmm. um before i just kind of settled into this boring atheism you know just this don't care type of feeling towards religion it was truly a Holy Spirit moment that got me to go to a Catholic church for the first time, just driving past the same one I had over and over again in Gatlinburg, little church of St. Mary, which is not a very big church or beautiful church or anything like that, but it was just this little place I had driven past so many times, and I remembered something... Uh, a friend of mine who was Catholic uh, growing up had said that churches were always open. Catholic churches were always open for the faithful to come pray. By the grace of God, that day the church I walked into was unlocked. Oh, and good! I went in and I had no idea what I was doing. Big golden box in the corner. Didn't know what that was. There's a bowl of holy water, what I could only assume was holy water at the time, and I was terrified to touch it because I was sure I would burst into flames. <laughs> I ah! stopped sizzling the moment I, I put my finger in, but I went in and I had probably just the, the one of the most important spiritual moments of my life where I, I truly prayed for the first time in a long time, and I stayed there, I, I don't know how long, just praying and shedding many manly tears just overwhelmed by by something and i didn't know what it was and the next day i went to my first daily mass like a tuesday morning mass in a suit and tie um, <laughs> see everyone always laughs at that just, to me it just seems like oh yeah, all five do? people 75 and plus <laughs> What the heck is this guy doing here? Especially in Gatlinburg. I understand. There's, yes. there's no local Catholics there. So, <laughs> there like, four people, and then I show up uh, and have my first Mass, and I had no idea what's going on. Uh, but I knew I wasn't supposed to receive communion. I knew that from, from my, my previous Catholic friend, and I read the back of the Missalette that told me I wasn't supposed to. So, Good. that is very important. And so, I, I, I just went there, and I was like, wow, this was great. I wonder what a weekend will be like. So I went to the Saturday night vigil uh, that next weekend and Monday morning, I walked into the office and said, I don't know what I have to do, but here's where I wanna be. And- Here you um, are. Yeah, so I, uh, I converted to the faith, started my discernment process while I was still in my conversion phase. Well, now I need to put this off a little bit cause this is a crazy thought and we don't need to think about that anymore. And a couple of years after I had already converted, I went to live at a Newman center in Johnson City, Tennessee, studied at East Tennessee State University. And after a year of that said, you know, I want to go to seminary. And studied in St. Louis for four years, got my bachelor's degree in philosophy, studied at Kendrick Glennon Seminary, left there in 2016. You know, I just needed to step away from formation. There were some things that I, I needed to work on, things that, that myself personally, I just wasn't ready to, to go on, to continue forward in formation. And left there in 2016, and for the next three years or so, uh, three and a half years, I worked in parish ministry. So I worked at a couple of parishes. You tried the to work at a University Catholic. He, no, <laughs> I did, I did, I, no. I applied.
3: Yeah, no. he yeah, yeah. applied, but no, someone, uh, yeah. someone <laughs> just never respond. said anything. <clears throat> I had after three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, yeah. the position is taking. <laughs> Hope you. <laughs> yeah, I just. it was <laughs> like yeah, last we were, week, last week,
1: <laughs> this week, Monday. No, it's Friday. Friday, last yeah, Friday, yes. It was last Friday.
0: Yeah, he, finally he uh, He came,
3: he, he told me that he applied to be a director of campus ministry, but I never responded, so I found the email. Oh, never got the and email. And I actually, no, I did no, actually. He did. No, he did, He and just didn't, just, yeah, uh, I, didn't really I was answer bad. him. Uh, but then <laughs> I answered, said, so, thank you for your interest. <laughs> Unfortunately, the uh, position has been filled. I hope... Uh, <laughs>
1: God bless you and your oh endeavors. In the restaurant, while I'm sitting beside him hmm. in in a collar already, I was like, "Oh, well, okay, yeah,
3: better oh better my. later than never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> true True. Uh, yeah, so and that's what I did for uh, for a few years, and but I'm and
3: glad I didn't hire you because I had to hire somebody again. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's that's no it was, it's that's God's will. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, God works in mysterious long. ways. But like, well, I guess I'll go to seminary now. Good luck.
3: <laughs> that was the sign that he was waiting for.
1: Well, it, was, it it worked out really well. You know, I I realized God was calling me back to seminary. I felt really good about returning and. After those years, I, I started looking around, and Nashville was amazing. Like they were amen, great brother, to talk amen. to, great to work with. They they really cared, and that we was do. that was sometimes. so important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now that
1: I'm in, I said, "No, no, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been the best diocese I've ever worked for." And the I've commercial for
3: you is really hard, but then when you guys
0: ah, he's, <laughs> ah,
1: he's ready. Right right. fine." <laughs> But it's been great. It really has. I've met some amazing priests and Father G. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this has been great. I have I have had nothing but an amazing uh, community of priests and seminarians and lay people that have just been wonderful to, to work with and get to know over this last year and a half or so that I've been here.
3: So for those who are listening to us and, you know, thinking about vocation, because I think Father Mark... Um, you can Mike, cut, Mike. Mike. Yeah, he said that we are a generation that we keep discerning <laughs> but we are never deciding.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can see that.
3: So it's like oh, I'm discerning. He's like, dude, you're 45 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you better decide something because by the time you finish, you've got time to get. You know, yeah. what do you, what can you say to those people?
1: I, I think I did it for a few years myself, of of discerning but never quite making the jump. I mean, one of the reasons I think is because. We like having those backup plans. We Mm -hmm. like having those ideas of safety, like, oh, I can put one foot in and kind of keep one foot out just in case. But you can't really do that in formation and and you can't do that in discernment. We we live our lives like that, which is why we never really go anywhere. But for discernment, it is all about you having to take the plunge, taking the jump uh, and trusting in God that it will work out no matter what. If you're called to it or if you're not, if you jump off the cliff, you are only jumping into the arms of our savior. I mean, it's necessary to have the faith enough to do that. I mean, it's, it's the faith of a child really mm-hmm. to to trust in their parent where they say, no, jump, I will catch you.
3: And the other thing is like, you are not committing yourself for the rest of your life. Oh no. you committing yourself for the next step. No, I could- You know, yeah. you go, I mean, you find this beautiful girl and it's like, hey, let's go out and have some coffee. You know, It's not like, I'm gonna get married tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> hopefully that, that, but you know, it's just like, it's the next step. This is the next step. Okay, you go, you see. And I think the other thing is like, a lot of times I said like, oh, I was there for two months and I, d-. two months is not enough, mm-hmm. you know? True. Think like, commit yourself, you know, if you are, coming out of high school or not, commit yourself to be there for the four years of formation oh, yeah. because it's going to take a while for you to get used to stuff because I think that a lot of times is the process of formation is the formators destroy you to rebuke you. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and it's not like that's what God does. Like, oh, you think that you something? Hold on, let me tell you what. You are nothing. And then you get that, you know, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. and then you kind of, re- on my ear of novitiate, I remember that we were in this, this mountain in, in a the pretty small city in Brazil, and we got there, it was like all drought, all, all dry, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like, wow, that's my soul right now. By the time of the year, and then rain came and everything, so spring came and I was like, well, now I see the flourish on the trees. I see, you know, and kind of that's what happened with our soul. It's dry, we don't know, but then as you allowed God to do, it will rebuild and your soul will be like giving fruit.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the the idea is that we carry so much of the... The muck of kind of the world around with us. And going into formation, it's it's realizing like when you walk in, like you are not ready to be a priest day one. <laughs> you're not ready to be a Thanks priest year six sometimes. But like <laughs> you walk in and it's year just like, eight sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happens. But you walk in, it's like, okay i am giving myself over to this and formation is there to to help you discern but also to help make you into that person that can be the pastor of a parish that can be this savior you know, this this, this you know, savior of souls in a way um that's jesus yes jesus of course but helping jesus helping. yeah yeah this this <laughs> helper. helper of this of the savior helper. of souls yeah, yeah.
3: That's one of the things that Bishop Choby would always say, the word ever saved any you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of my favorite topics, like with uh, always this dis- discerning but never, like, deciding. I, li- I like Jason Everett's analogies that you have a seed in your hand. And it's like, well, is it an apple or is it an orange seed? I don't know. It's like, well, what you got to do is plan it and figure out which one exactly. it is and choose. But uh, I love, and, and you mentioned that, too, in so many previous episodes that like you you just said you don't you don't have to decide by year 2 but i, didn't, I just mean like yeah even with with, mar- with dating and stuff like that, you're not going to get married after the first date. That was one of the, the the coolest way that I first ever saw you or, or met you. I didn't even know it when you were speaking to that young lady uh, out there. But I think what well, it, it sounded like it was about marriage. Uh, I didn't mean to oh, you yeah. up. What young lady, Tyler? <laughs> <darling? laughs> no, no, I mean, like she was asking questions oh, is okay. what I was saying. Oh, yeah. no, no. But just hearing what a what a younger person's thought process, what, what we think of vocation, she thinks like what what is Mean if I want to marry this person, yeah. or or if I just want to dump them. And the move problem on. with
3: vocation, okay, you want to know right now. Yeah. And You're, not, you're not gonna know, and you don't want to do the work. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's almost like the oh, let's have this math homework. I don't care. We just go to the back and see the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's not how it works. for Is us. that what you mean by like? Exactly. What do you say? They tear you down to build you up again. Is that yes,
3: yes? Because I mean. It's not on the fr- I mean If you are If you have a calling You know If God is calling You know that You know It's bothering you And it's like Okay okay But then You have to Answer that call mm-hmm. you, you can't It's like Yeah yes And, and I, one of the things That you know I work with a lot of guys You know about priesthood Is like You have to know What God is calling you Even if you decide To say no mm. You have to know What God is calling you To be Not to do But to be god caused me to be a priest okay am i going to say yes or am i going to say no
1: and it's it's hard especially you know we we you're right we want to know right now we don't want to deal with the the suffering or the pain or the the, the difficulty of having to go through discernment of any sort i mean whether it's uh to the married life to the religious life to the priesthood it is a it is a struggle it's a it's a journey with God to figure out exactly what He is calling you to. So, ha-
0: have you felt this process He was talking about? I guess like, like you're mentioning now of of being torn down to be only to be built up again. Have Have you felt that specifically, whether you knew it or not? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. And, and it's it's difficult, but it's it's important. It's it's necessary. You know the the idea that we can take these people, and it and it's not to be. You know, it, it's, it's not to be worthy of what we're, of what we're doing. One of the, the best things uh, I heard when I was in seminary from Archbishop Carlson in St. Louis was he told the story of a young man who came to the bishop's residence to talk about going to seminary. And they sat down and talked for about an hour. And afterwards, the young man stood up and said, "Well, Archbishop, thanks for talking to me. I'm going to go home now, and I'm going to spend some time praying and thinking on whether or not I'm worthy enough for this. You are not and f- exactly." And Archbishop said, "I'm going to save you some time. You're you not. Are not. And that that's the point. And that's that's the thing because the origin, the right of ordination, ask
3: you know, uh, the bishop say uh, the the vocation directs say to the bishop, Most and Father, I present to you this young man." Mm-hmm. For ordination, and the a question that the bishop asks is, are, are, "Do are you, you know then to oh, yeah. be worth?" And it's is like, "No, he <laughs> is, <laughs> no, they're, they're not. not." But it's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> they're
1: <it's>, not." But <laughs> they're here. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: like you yeah, it's like after inquiring <laughs> upon the you know the people of God and those who are from, uh, responsible for the formation, I attest that this man is worth to be like. well. <laughs> still not quite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's like yeah, and I think it's like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I deserve." No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled for this. You don't deserve this, but because God loves us so much, He chose us. I mean, look at the priests. You know. Oh yeah. It should be helpers.
1: The uh, we had a conference once, my my third year of college, from uh, Bishop Rice, who's now Bishop of Springfield, Cape Girardeau, in Missouri, and and he got up there, and he was always uh, very. Vocal and animated during his conferences, and the the one thing he goes up there and he says, "You all think that you're that you're all that going through seminary and and doing all of these things. remember one thing: had the good Lord wished, he could have made the rocks outside better priests than you will ever be. Amen. And that that's it. Like it, it is, it is the thing that he could have done that, but he didn't. He chose us in our flawed ways. He wants us to be priests because. He loves us. You know, he wants us to do it knowing all of our faults and all of our weaknesses. It's, he chooses us.
3: I have this priest. He was one of my professors in the seminary. You know, he was like, I don't know why those guys, when they get ordained, they get all those parties, blah, blah, You have done nothing. You have just got <laughs> ordained. You have done nothing. Why do we have all those things? Come on, dude. Go to work first and then we can talk. Have it either here, one confession. <laughs> Oh. Celebrate
0: one mass. That's one of my favorite parts when the bishop says mass. Right is is the part of is it part of the part of the prayers and, and I your unworthy servant. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: yeah. <laughs> i have a cool story about that. We were in the cathedral and this priest, bishop's body was supposed to say the mass by himself, and this priest uh, can't celebrate with him. And he was like, and Mark, I own an servant. And everybody was laughing. He was like, no, you can't say that. It's uh, my it's mark. Not your line.
1: <laughs> mark,
0: I own an servant. okay. It's like, dude, your boss is right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll ask you the question that we commonly ask at the, at the end towards uh, all people on their, their journey, especially in, in religious life. What, what would you tell young men today? Uh, discerning that that vocation uh, especially to the priesthood what, what advice would you give to them
1: i think for for a lot of young men myself included like we wanted for me i wanted something that i could dedicate my life to that i could be proud of that i that god wanted me to do you know and, and as i've been discerning i believe this is it i'm still discerning i'm still going through the process i have three and a half more years left on this um but this the life of uh you know of the priesthood of just any vocation really is one about sacrifice but also your own fulfillment uh For me, it has been an immensely just fulfilling journey to to go on this with God to find out what he wants for me um and I would say to anyone who's thinking even at all about whatever their vocation might be you know, do not be afraid you know, go with god in this he's going to lead you through it you know, half the times i would go to any of my finals i would go to a chapel and say god you got me into this mess you better get me through this <laughs>
3: that's your problem on. <laughs> yeah.
1: and that's that's the, the truth of it though it, for me it's always realizing that i'm never in this alone no matter what part i'm going through no matter what uh part of my life no matter what my my you know, vocation is you know, god is there with me and that's the one thing to remember so you know be not afraid
0: it's important thank you tyler for, sh- for sharing your testimony today tyler. I'm happy to be here Thank you, Father Javon, as well, for giving us all the labs, all the inside stories. <laughs> wow, there's so much to, to dive into here. And good luck to you as, as you travel back to New Orleans. And, but the same thank to thank you to Appreciate everyone it. there, we're, we're thinking of. of 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 all them down south and thank you to everyone in our listening audience for Jim Crow for all the hard work he does uh, with our show and with our radio station Uh, you can find our shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Belonging for Young Catholic Adults you can also find us on 100.5 FM on your radio dial or streaming at NashvilleCR.com my name is Zach Jansen and thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio